okay, well, showing up for work an entire day late does not feel awesome. But the thing is that when I got up there, I got out of the car and I, I went around and greeted people. And um, it was just mostly, it, the whole thing went unnoticed. Um, the only reaction I got was someone smiled and laughed, even to the point that I started to resent it. Like, what does a person have to do to get some attention around here? Even some negative attention. Like, I'm late for work an entire day late. Why is no one pissed off at me? And a part of that probably was like, well, there was a couple of really magical things. For one thing, on the first full day that I was up there, there was a little bit of a rainstorm. And then this beautiful, perfect, complete rainbow appeared right over the big top. I mean, it was just something that at the beginning of a tour, you know, anything can happen. Things could go really good or really bad. They've had all different kinds of years. And um, there's a lot at stake, and there's a lot riding on the randomness of life. And you just, you, you see something like that, and you take it as a good sign. Everyone just kind of stopped and looked at it and talked about it and enjoyed it. It was pretty beautiful in a way. Pretty cool. That night, the night of the rainbow over the big top, I walked into the old farmhouse where everybody kind of hangs out at night, and my buddy, Barry Lubin, who is... You know, one of the most important living clowns today, somebody who I knew from Big Apple Circus, and he invented a pretty well-known clown character called Grandma the Clown, was standing with his laptop kind of like propped up on a table or something just to take advantage of the Wi-Fi that they had in this one spot on the lot. And uh, he's reading an email, and he was like kind of holding his head and shaking his head. And, and I was the only person there, and he told me that he just got an email telling him that he was inducted into the Circus Hall of Fame in uh, Peru, Indiana, which is a huge honor. I think they had only, uh, in the past, only inducted one other clown previously. Uh, and annually, they, they induct like two people or something, so... It was a pretty huge honor, and it just felt like it was special, and especially on the heels of that omen of the rainbow coming that day, it kind of felt like, man, this is turning out to be all right. This ain't so bad. This is pretty cool. And so I really just set out to kind of take in the circus lot up there in Vermont, just walk around and reconnect. It's really early. I just want to... Um, I want to quietly walk you around the circus lot before everyone's awake, just so you can kind of see what's here. So I'm standing in, in the middle of a grassy, hilly field. I'm kind of on the top of a hill. I can see in the distance, in every direction, these greenish-bluish mountains. There is a warm breeze right now. The sky is still a little dark. The sun has not fully risen. There are some big old trees here. And there's a lot of vehicles out here in this field, by the way, because the circus runs on trucks and vans and campers, flatbeds and so forth. 
some of these small campers or private ones individual employees live in they pull them with their own pickup truck or whatever there's a shop truck which is like a workshop built into a truck and now I'm walking to a very small like a dining fly a tent with no sides to it it's just a roof big enough for you know 40 or so people to sit underneath it stay out of the rain I'm walking into this old barn very small barn which is open and is used as a well it's had various purposes over the years one thing that's wonderful about it is a collection of old props sets and posters and stuff from the circus over the last 30 or 40 years a lot of hand painted signs on plywood with beautiful circus lettering. The images of the sun and the moon and the earth. There's a bird's nest in here with a baby fledgling that fell out of the nest yesterday. And Chef put the bird back in the nest. Hopefully the bird will do okay. There are a number of buildings or small shack structures on this lot. Most of them are old. They were here when this was a farm. You know, something that was like a tool shed and now is just a hangout where employees drink beer at night or a place to store things. I'm walking down through the field, kind of downhill, past the what they call the pie car. It's a kitchen that's mobile. It's like a trailer, box trailer thing that gets towed. It's fully equipped. Here's a big distro box which distributes electricity to the various campers and trailers. I'm walking past this trailer where I live in. It has seven doors on it. Uh, five of them lead to little, little tiny rooms that a person lives in and two of them lead to like a shower. And it's all in one trailer. Kind of a big trailer. Then there's two box trailer office type items. The kind of trailer you'd see be at an office on a construction site, but here they're used as uh, wardrobe sewing areas. They've been here for a long time, like from when I first started working for the show, well over a decade ago, these were here. And in fact, um, costume designer at the time I remember her face really clearly there was some kind of a magnetism between us and I don't know it's hard to walk past this trailer right now without thinking of her I'm not in touch with her these days she's married and has a kid or two um, I do get nostalgic looking at this old trailer it's painted crazy blue and it has circus decorations on it, it never moves they leave it right where it is then there's this row of one, two, three structures. They're long structures. They're housing for the kid performers in the show. And oh, there's one kid sleeping outside. <laughs> That's funny. Funny place. We don't go over there. Um, the kids have their own little world. Well, there's a little wall here I just stepped over. A very small retaining wall. It's probably 
as old as this farm, maybe 100, 200, 300 years old. Uh, there's a structure here, they call it the milk house. I think it was just that, I think they stored milk in it. It's a very small house. Oh, I guess it's about 10 feet by 10 feet. There's a little door and windows. Uh, it's mostly used these days as the composer's house, the, guy, uh, the music composer's house, and um, also his composing studio. This is the main purpose. It's full of spiders and mice. And there's an even smaller house, which is it has windows and a door, and I think the costume designer lives in there during creation. There's what they call a shed in the back, here in the back of the lot, all the way at the bottom of the hill. It's a large barn structure, two stories tall, very high ceilings. I mean, you could drive vehicles in it and store them in there over the winter. You can weld big props in there, which is a lot of what they do, and you can store an entire circus in there. Here's the house, commonly known as the Circus Barn. It served as the office and residence of many of the people who've worked here over the years. I'm actually going around back here because the basement door is open. I'm going in the basement. Oh, looks like no one's doing laundry now, which is great, which means I can do laundry. This old basement, well, What's down here? There's a lot of laundry detergent. There's some paint down here. And you can tell a lot of animals make this their home. There's a lot of, like, chipmunks and stuff who run around down in here, taking over the place. I got some traps set up to catch them, but none of that works. There's some old plates and dishes I guess they don't really need right now. There's a path that leads down into the woods. That's where everyone used to go to smoke. Because uh, you can't smoke near the kids. You have to privately go sneak into the woods. That was a place where I had a lot of interesting conversations. One time a giant old tree a few hundred years old just fell down right near me. I was alone. There was no one there to witness it. In the house... The room you enter in has a circus poster from every year the circus has existed. Like the big yellow letters of the name of the circus and then the image for that year. And I'm counting, let's see, one, two, three years. Three posters that are the years that I wrote the music for this show. And this one is my fourth year on tour with the show, although I didn't write the music this year. And this poster has is the first year ever. Nice looking poster. It's yellow and blue. Classic, simple. It says, Under the Big Top, starring Rob Merman and Rufus the Wonder Dog, Donny Osmond, Stuart, Lippy, acrobats, clowns, jugglers, train llamas, fire eaters, live musicians and featuring the Smirkus Troopers, 15 young Vermont circus artists. Here's the kitchen, rarely used as a kitchen. Got the old wooden floors, creaky. And right now, 
I'm in the part of the house that connects to the barn. Really wide floorboards, uneven, creaky, unfinished. This little part of the barn was like a stable. Uh, it's an office. There are a bunch of crutches hanging on the wall, kind of like circus trophies. I mean, a lot of crutches, a wall full of crutches. A lost and found, a bunch of old blankets and stuff people have left here. The prior use of this stable area was it actually used to house the kid performers, the troopers, lived in like a horse stable kind of situation. Kind of funny. They probably loved it. We should go down to the tent. Right here in the barn is a spot I'm looking at underneath the stairs where the first time I came here, I stored a bunch of stuff there because I brought way too much stuff. I guess I used a lot of the stuff, but honestly, it was way too much stuff. I think I had all of my power tools and things because I thought, oh, I want to be resourceful when I'm on tour. I want to be able to build things I need. And I did build some stuff. I needed. I'm walking down this dirt road now, leading away from the barn, coming further downhill toward the big top, which I can see here in the distance. It's a blue and white big top. I guess it's about 40 feet tall, something like that. It's surrounded by uh, two smaller tents. One is the front of house tent, the midway. Uh, where popcorn is sold and tickets are sold and things like that. Big, beautiful, double-peaked, blue and white midway tent. Very classic. Two big flags on the top. I'm circling around the midway tent here, past a giant Penske box truck used to store props. The big top itself is decorated with these giant stars that are each about Oh, four feet tall, circling the whole tent on the side walls. There are flags representing countries all the way around the tent. Right now they're flapping around the wind pretty gloriously. You can hear a generator in the background that provides electricity for lights and stuff. And when we travel, all of our power is provided by that big old generator. Now I'm walking right along the sidewall of the tent. Sidewall's about, I guess, 12 or, yeah, it's about 12 feet tall, sidewall. And I'm walking under the strap line now, the lines that hold the tent out. I'm coming to the tent in the back, a three-peak three blue and white backstage dressing room tent. Kind of rectangular and simple. Not much in there, but there's like an, uh, a trapeze hanging inside there too to practice on. A bunch of boxes for wardrobe. And all around the lot here, behind the tent, well, there's a lot of tent stakes in the ground and equipment, big wagons. The floor that they'll ultimately lay down in the ring, it's not in there yet just set up the tent yesterday. Um, aerial rig to practice on. Practice trapeze and rope and stuff. Let's sneak under the side of the tent just like they did in the old days.
kind of humid in here. This tent gets really wet on this field, like the dew of the day. I hear a fan or something blowing. It's kind of echoey inside the tent when there's no people in it. Looking up, it's all blue and, and star. It's like looking up at the sky at night in this tent. And um, the four masts which hold the tent up also are rigged with lights and speakers and aerial rigging. The ring is not in yet, so it's just the grass on the floor now, but eventually they put in a soft floor for acrobatics and a ring curb that makes that ring in the middle. There's bleacher seating all the way around. A little perch for sound and lights over the front door and a big perch over the back door for the band. What's it like in here? It feels like you're in a different place, like a different world, a different time. It's kind of, in a way, this is an old-fashioned tent, so this is the way, if you look at an old movie or something and see an old circus tent, it sort of looks like this, like a circus in a Fellini movie. It's a lot like that. It's a small tent. It seats, I think, six to 800 people. Done a lot of performances in it. A lot of people have seen a lot of magic in here. You know, I think the first day of work was off to, I guess, a rough start because I was late. The circus is kind of a weird place in that it's always your home and it's always your job, and there is no separation. I think taking a walk around with you and getting a lay of the land and reconnecting and even getting a little bit nostalgic, it just helped to put that in perspective. And this is going to be pretty smooth sailing from here on out. I mean, what else could go wrong? to the Frickin' Circus Podcast. If you want to shoot me an email, it's frick at frickincircus.com. I'll see you down the road.